0: Welcome to the show. Topic this week is perfectionism. This is something that I've been wanting to cover for a long time but as it goes perfectionism kept me from doing it. So this is very much a free-flowing conversation that I don't have an organized plan for but I think that it turned out to be pretty magical. So I talk about how the whispers of perfectionism have shown me The areas in my life where I have been holding back, where I've had this unrealistic expectation of myself and it kept me small in terms of business, my image of myself, my self-love, my ability to put myself out there and especially my spirituality. And I see how perfectionism infiltrates the lives of those around me and how it keeps us from living the life that we're really meant to live. So in this conversation, I dive deep into all of that. And I I actually, within the conversation, work on rewiring what perfectionism, what it could actually mean for me. So this is a conversation that it's a little messy. It's very... It's a stream of consciousness that I'm really excited to share with you because it was extremely healing for me, and I have a feeling that it could be very, very healing for you. Because I don't mention in the episode, if you feel called to work with me, whether it's energy work, a reading, mediumship, go ahead and go into the show notes. You can find my social media and my website, schoolofwhispers.com. I'm so grateful you're here, and I hope you enjoy. You are listening to the School of Whispers podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie, and this is my space to get real, open, and weird about my life experiences as a psychic, medium, energy healer, and student of Chinese medicine. On the show, I'll be sharing my healing journey and the concepts I've learned along the way, and I'll be having guests on talking about the same sort of thing. I am so happy you're here, and I hope this show leaves you feeling inspired and empowered to learn how to listen to the whispers of your own body and spirit. Let's get into the show. So every once in a while, there's this sensation of extreme avoidance on a podcast topic. It's not that I don't want to record this. I've actually been, well, I I rec- my very, very, very ever first podcast that I recorded was on this, and I lost it when my computer went berserk on me. But I, yeah, so I have been looking forward to doing this, but today, I they, I just, I haven't wanted to. I mean. I've been doing all these things to bring myself to center, and then all these external things are throwing me off my center, and I really wanted to be in a good place, a very grounded, centered place. That's how, I, at least my expectation of how this was going to look, how I imagined it, but did all... I've done a lot of meditation today, a lot of journaling. I went on the longest walk without any phone, just being with myself, letting my mind and my ego just run itself out. And it did get quiet. And I did just do a really nice grounding hape ceremony. And I do feel better, but I just don't know where to begin with this. And all I've been doing for the past couple of weeks is writing down notes about this and going over ideas in my head. And here I am p- with perfectionism blocking me. So the whispers of actually, before we begin, let's take a moment together to be here to find our breath and to find center within this potentially triggering topic. I don't know. I can't warn you because I have no idea what it <laughs> I'm going to say. So go ahead. Either if you're driving, just sit a little bit taller. Let your shoulders relax. Keep your eyes on the road. Keep your focus on the road. But if you're not driving, take a moment with me to close down your eyes. And All of us, no matter where you are, Bring an inhale into your nose. Let it go. Inhale. Exhale. Inner awareness at the bottom of your spine, inhale in sensations draw up your spine to at the base of your skull holding open your mouth let it go perfectionism the whispers of perfectionism so a little part of me was thinking, wait, aren't whispers supposed to be a good thing? Aren't they supposed to come from positive sources of high vibrational energy? And as I just let that thought circle through my mind, the answer came in this way. Have you heard of the phrase that two wrongs don't necessarily make a right? Well, what about two wrongs equal a whisper? let me explain. Sometimes shit happens. It happens and there's not always necessarily a meaning behind it. For example, actually on my walk earlier, I saw a dead squirrel in this on the sidewalk right in front of me and it like caught me by surprise. It, it yeah, it shocked me. And so I got, I, I pulled it into the bushes and kind of covered it up F- Why do I feel like I'm constantly <laughs> making graves for dead animals these days? <laughs> but yeah, I kind of made it with its last little resting place, created a portal for it, blah, 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 and kept walking. And I was thinking, what was the message there? Is there something happening that's, you know, something big or, you know, I, I started tuning in, asking, you know, what was behind that? And the answer was nothing. It was just death taking a moment to greet me. It was death greeting me. And there was no existential greater meaning or premonition. So sometimes things happen and there's just not, doesn't make a lot of sense. But then sometimes bad things happen again and again and again. And after a certain point, it is time for you to ask yourself, What energy am I holding? What kind of vibration am I holding to call in this thing again and again and again? And that means it's time for you to slow down and listen to the whispers. So the whispers, they come from a consciousness. They don't come from a quote-unquote good energy or bad energy. It comes from... So perfectionism, it has its own consciousness And, and yeah, I don't see perfectionism as a good thing at all. Um, But also me saying that out loud, I realized that it's neither good nor bad. If anything, it's become a good thing because it is my signal that I am keeping myself small. And I need to ask myself, what is this expectation that I'm holding that is impossible to reach? that's what perfectionism is. It's this unsustainable, unrealistic expectation of perfection. And I still have, I know I have a lot, long ways to go with this, but I have come this far. I've come far enough where I, even if I don't feel like a post or a podcast or Anything that I put out there into the world is perfect enough. I still put it out there. I still do it. Even if I don't feel like um, my mediumship is perfect or I doubt myself in my psychic abilities, I still say yes to readings and I still allow spirit to flow through me. I still separate myself from the doubt and from the perfectionism. So I've I've, I've gained this ability after... Yeah, a lifetime of holding back because I I held this expectation of myself of looking a certain way, acting a certain way, behaving, reacting, all these certain things that were my ideals of what it means to be a perfect human. And it's funny with perfectionism because it's so easy for us to dub others as perfect way before we... We deem ourselves perfect enough. And, you know, we we worship these celebrities or these influencers and these people that are putting themselves out there in a specific way. And we celebrate them and we compliment them and say, you're perfect. This is perfect. And and then it's funny because then when they let us down, they really, really let us down. (laughs) I mean, cancel culture, I believe, is... A really great indicator that our society has got this warped view of what it means to be perfect, to be a perfect human. And if someone doesn't reach that perfection, then you're done. You're canceled. You're no longer in my life. And I see this in so much of our culture and so many ads, oh, I, rem- I do you remember, I mean, they're still out there, The those magazines with get the perfect abs, get the perfect booty, get the perfect skin, get the your perfect teeth, your perfect hair. It's like we're all scrambling around to find whatever we can, outside of ourselves, to reach this level of perfection and to get rid of anything that doesn't reach the standard. And I for a while, I, before I really thought of School of Whispers, I wanted to do a podcast m- called My Imperfect Blank. So rather than to, to kind of just shatter that standard of what it means to have the perfect body, the perfect blank because it, it's subjective. It is not at all objective whatsoever, and yet it's what we're all being told that we need to reach. It's the goal for all of us. This it's chasing the dragon. And I with this podcast idea, it was me wanting to create this new level of expectation of just redefining what perfection is, or or rather Putting imperfection on the pedestal rather than the perfection. So making every making it normal to have these expectations of imperfection from our internal world, our bodies from a physiological level, but also from an energetic level, an emotional level, and also just from our lives in general. A fun example to get into right now is our imperfect skin. I mean, oh the skin thing. It's I mean, we're, we're humans living on a planet that circles around a massive ball of fire that emits solar UV rays. (laughs) And it's like, I know I used to be like this. I used to be afraid of going, well, first I worshiped the sun. I like, because of the tan, I wanted the tan. And then I learned about cancer and wrinkling and aging and sunspots and all that good stuff. And then I became terrified of the sun because I wanted perfect skin and I didn't like the way my skin looked. And it was this keeping my face out of the sun, keeping everything out of the sun, make sure my skin's perfect and buying these products so that I can have the perfect skin, And which is ironic because I have this app now called Yuka. That it you if you scan it over the barcode, it's YUKA. If you scan it over the barcode of a product, it will show you the the level of toxins, and it'll rate it on a scale of one to a hundred. Hundred mean meaning good and safe, and one, and zero being really bad and full of absolute shit. And all the products that I bought in hopes and because of the promise of perfect skin. <laughs> We're full of toxins that were just further perpetuating um, my skin issues. But I digress. It's it's we we want to have this there's this standard of perfect skin that to look like as smooth as a baby's butt with no wrinkles, no sunspots, and we do all these things to change our faces, we inject all these things into our body to look a certain way to reach this level of Perfection. When that expectation of perfection from our skin is just never going to happen, the sun will affect our skin. The free radicals and all the toxins that are in our food and in the air eventually will get to our cells. And also, we will age naturally. And I'm not telling you to just give up on your skin and to. Not try to take care of yourself, of course, you know, don't give up, but also don't be so hard on yourself. Love what you have, love who you see in the mirror, regardless of whatever standard that you've reached. And also, we were not born perfect. I don't know about you guys, but newborn babies have some, they're pretty fucked up looking (laughs) sometimes. We were born imperfect it makes me actually think of saying that it makes me think of Brené Brown when she said what is we were born wired for suffering or something like that but the quote that she did and i don't have it in front of me so i'm not going to try to make it sound any in any way that Brené Brown said but when i heard her talking about being wired for suffering and just all her studies around shame is it makes me think we are born in perfect. Period. Period. No difference. We are born imperfect, and we are also born worthy and wired for love. But yeah, this unreachable standard—it's confusing, it's frustrating, it's anxiety-inducing, and it's impossible to reach. And sure, you can tell me not all stuff. I will not. Do anything less but strive for perfection from my body, from my face, from my skin, from my relationships, in my career, and in my life. Anything less isn't worth it. But having that goal, will you reach it? And will you reach it at what cost? How will you feel in the end when you do reach that perfect standard of that face that's plastered on a billboard or that life that everyone envies? will you then feel fulfilled? Will you then feel enough? Another topic of contention with perfection is the the perfect body. I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but I didn't feel good enough for many pieces, bits and pieces of my youth. And when I found exercise I started to feel good and empowered but then the 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 negative core belief that I'm not enough and in this desire to be closer to perfection i it, it infiltrated my workouts and it was no longer me Doing workouts every day because it felt good. It was me doing them every day so that I could find the perfect body and then I could finally feel good in my skin and feel good being seen and to be admired by others for having this perfect body. And yeah, I'm I'm fit, you know, I have I I like my body <laughs> and I still don't feel perfect in it because there's always something else. Programming can run deep, my friends, and as much work and deep programming I've done, I know that I still haven't completely shaken that desire and delusion of perfection that I picked up on through the movies I grew up watching, the magazines I read, the books I read. I remember being young and kind of becoming aware of, I guess, yeah, my body and realizing that and also kind of society's discussion around female bodies and this, yeah, this standard. It, re- like it, was, it was like I, it's like my ego switched on to a whole new level when I was around like 11 or 12. And all of a sudden I became ashamed and I looked around at all these other women's bodies around me and I would pick them apart I like this but I don't like that oh I want this but I don't know about that and I would do the same to myself in the mirror oh all right raise your hand here raise your hand if you have looked at yourself in the mirror turned to the side so that you could see your stomach from the side and you either lifted it up or pulled it down so that it could look a little bit more flatter, a little bit more perfect. I'm raising my hand. <laughs> it's still something I do every once in a while. And it has become more more at this point. It's an unconscious twitch. I'm, I'm, I am like to be very conscious of how I am when I look at myself in the mirror. But... It's, it's a twitch that happens when I'm letting my inner critic, my ego, sort of run the show. And I hate, I hate it. It used to be, um, first it used to be stem from a place of being, going down on myself. And then there were moments where it would be a, a confidence boost. And then very quickly, I would go back down on myself and I, my stomach never looked the way I wanted it to look unless I was starving myself or just not eating enough. And just not a way to live. It's not a way to live to be scrambling, scrambling, scrambling. Another area where perfectionism has kept me small has been in business. I have been working on running myself as my business since about 2019 and it's really difficult not going to lie it is not easy i wouldn't want to have any other path though because it it's a very transformational one and it's just a very difficult one it's when when you're running yourself as your business You can only go as far as you are healed. You cannot help others and you cannot easily put yourself out there from an authentic, genuine place unless you have worked on and looked at yourself. And then you so you hit that level and then you want to keep going. You want to be better and do more and have more and then you reach the next level and then all of a sudden you realize there's a block there's a block it's like there's this plastic ceiling that near the bird you keep on bumping in the window and you're confused you're like why am I not getting any further I have this expectation and I'm not reaching it and then you feel like shit about yourself and then You remember that these blocks are whispers. The things you run into again and again and again is a sign. And then you slow down and you listen and then you realize, oh shit, that's a wound? That's a wound that I've refused to face? And then you're aware of the wound and then time can only help you figure out where to go from there. So it's a bit of a trip. So I've held myself back back in so many ways in publishing websites, publishing blog posts, um, just putting myself out there in general because I didn't feel like I was perfect enough. I was ready enough. I was enough, period. And I very much believed that those who had perfected their craft were the only ones who deserved to have a voice. And then I realized the people that I listen to and I enjoy the most are the ones who don't claim to be perfect, are the ones who discuss their own struggles. My favorite podcasters, we've got um, the Yoga Girl podcast with Rachel Brayton, the Aubrey Marcus podcast, Lifestylist podcast with Luke Story, Ceremony Circle with Allison Charles, all these people, they have never once claimed to be perfect and healed and transcending their ego there it's a lot of their stories and are, are about and their guests are about the the work doing the work and it, it's so funny how we're so quick to judge ourselves for not meeting our standard and we we have this high high standard of ourselves but it's okay it's okay if others are um it's okay if others are imperfect and you know if they share their flaws and we say you know like good for you but no 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 no, I can't do that no way so that kept me from doing this and it really the practice of listening and fear escaping have really really helped me over well realize what is this rooted in what is this perfectionism rooted in and as I follow the trail, I I found that it's just it's something unrealistic and something very untrue. I've mentioned fear escaping before, but I am going to take a quick moment to explain that to you. So it's you okay, so I didn't want to I was afraid to start a podcast. All right. So why am I afraid to f- start a podcast so you ask yourself why why am I afraid of blank and then you find an answer there um, I'm afraid to start because I'm afraid people will laugh at me okay so then you ask yourself what is the worst case scenario from there and um. And I've, again, I've done this in another podcast. I'm not going to go through the whole trail, but you, you follow it, follow it, follow it until you realize that the driving fear and the negative core belief that's kept you from doing that thing is untrue and entirely illogical. And our minds, our minds are so mean to us. I was thinking about it today. I don't, you know, when, you you know, like somebody says something to you that's mean. I don't think them being me, quote unquote, mean is nearly as painful as what our mind does to us after that statement, that mean statement, because the mind will take it and it will run with it and it will repeat it and it will warp it so that it creates this whole new mega dramatic scenario that validates any negative core belief or thing that you've ever believed about yourself and then all of a sudden you're starting to not be aware of that voice anymore it's just in the back of your head you decided push it away push it away shut up but you don't resolve it. You don't face it. You don't look at it. And then it repeats and creates this negative core belief. Nobody can hurt you more than your own mind. And no one can hold you back more than your attachment to your ideas of perfection. I promise you that. Even if that word isn't something that's being repeated again and again. Look at the areas in your life where you wish you could have done something different or you wish you could do something bigger than what you're doing right now. Why haven't you done it yet? Is it a fear of failure? Well, a fear of failure is often a symptom of An expectation of being perfect and doing it right. There's this fear, of course, of if we don't do it right, then we'll be humiliated. And then if we're humiliated, then everyone will catch on and they'll realize we're full of shit and we can't. But reality is, is the worst thing that could happen in your life is not that you will fail or not that you will suffer, or not that you'll come up short of your expectations, The worst thing that could happen to you in this life is that you allow fear to get in the way of you living your life to your greatest potential. And something else that happens when we are unaware of this perfectionism infiltrating all these bits and pieces of our life is that we don't want to be a part of anything that doesn't meet that standard. And I'm not saying it's bad to have standards. Standards are good. Boundaries and standards can be very, very good. But if, again, if we're not aware of our drives and like, are you doing something? Because as I mentioned earlier, are you working out because you want others to look at you and to want and to admire you and to want you and to want to be you? That's why you're working out. You will never feel satisfied. You can be the juiciest peach and someone will still not like peaches. So I think that we with with our lives in general, we have these expectations of what our lives should look like. We have these expectations of how our relationships, our romantic partners, who they should be and what they should look like. We have this expectation of what our family should be. Oh, I remember being young and having all this drama going on in my family and looking at these other families thinking, God, they look so perfect. They look so perfect and American and chilled. And why can't my family be like that? And as I get older, I found out that that family, that was my idea of perfection, was so far from being actually perfect. And I'm sure the kids in that family were looking at Others, I don't know my own because we're all pretty (laughs) outs. We're not good at creating fronts that everything's all hunky-dory. If someone in my family is not happy, you know it, (laughs) Um, which I've really come to, to appreciate. But yeah, I'm sure they were looking at another family thinking that same exact thing, that why can't my family be like that? Why can't my family be perfect? And And even in our own communities and even in the countries we live in, we create this standard of what they should look like, what they should be, this perfect utopia. And then when they don't meet it, we don't want to be a part of it. When our partner, romantic partner doesn't meet that standard, we don't want to be in that relationship anymore. When and, and I mean I'm not again, I'm not saying standards of just having basic standards. I'm talking about standard of perfection and uh, in our lives if our lives don't meet this expectation of perfect then we don't want to have any part in it anymore i i wonder and i don't know but i i can't help but wonder if those who want to take their own lives if there is this and, and who end up taking their own lives you know uh if if it's there's this stemming of this expectation of what this world should and shouldn't be. And because it will never ever reach that perfection, then it's they give up. They don't they don't want it to, to be a part of it. I, again I don't know, but it has been something that's been on my my mind. And I'm not telling you that you should look the other way when your country does something that feels wrong or family member, your partner, you know um, definitely you know you got to use your discretion here and I'm not saying that we should enable those who are, are not meeting a certain standard. Um, again, speak up, use, use your words, use your ability to communicate with others when you feel like a need of, a need of yours or an expectation or standard of yours is not being met. but be aware before you speak up, Take a moment, slow down and ask yourself, is this a realistic expectation? Am I expecting perfection from somebody who will never, ever, ever get there? Am I expecting perfection from myself when what I really need is compassion, self-compassion and likely a reality check? a reminder that I'm allowed to be messy. I'm allowed to not reach the standards that I've placed on myself. We all are. And we are all intrinsically imperfect and messy and squishy and scarred and flawed. And it's up to us to accept that and love ourselves anyway. Look, I don't know if there is some sort of elite cabal Illuminati en- entity that's trying to force us to hate ourselves and to hate the world and to fear everything. I don't know. And I don't like to spend too much time anymore trying to figure that out. But I can say that if that is something that you see in your life and you want to push back at, then the greatest thing that you can do to overcome any of those those entities that are trying to keep us small and disempowered is to face that imperfection of yours and to love yourself anyways. To dig a little bit deeper, I've also experienced in my life how perfectionism, it keeps me quiet. It's kept me in a dark place. I think a massive thing with depression. Is there's this whole shame around it. And shame and perfectionism are very close friends. And I remember when I had kind of one of one of my bigger run-ins with depression when I was living in New Zealand. For a long time, I didn't tell I didn't want to tell anybody about it because I was ashamed. Uh, And so what I did is I didn't talk to my friends and I didn't, I barely talked to my mom for, it was a couple of weeks there because I was so afraid of admitting that I wasn't okay, that I wasn't having this big whirlwind adventure that in fact that I was feeling such debilitating anxiety that I couldn't get out of bed in the morning. And I was constantly insulting myself and tearing myself down. And I, I wanted to be this, have this perfect life and to be this, yeah, this, meet this expectation of myself that wasn't real. That wasn't, there was no way I could have reached that expectation with the state that I was in. And also I was isolating myself because I was so ashamed and isolation and depression. It's this, this cycle that it's really difficult to break. I hope this is all making sense. I feel like I'm kind of not here. (laughs) I am here, but I'm not here. I feel like this conversation is very much a dance between my ego and my consciousness. So the last area in my life where that I want to talk about where perfectionism has kept me small is in my spirituality and kind of just psychicness. If you're new to the show. Hi welcome <laughs> What an episode to drop in on here <laughs> but I I grew up in Catholic school and in the Catholic religion there you know God is perfection and that's so funny because yeah God is the light right God is um, the way the truth and the light and Jesus was perfect and he died for us because we are imperfect and we are sinners and we're born sinners and we need to be baptized before we die or else we won't be invited into the kingdom of heaven. (laughs) So yeah, there's a whole lot of perfectionism in Catholicism. And I mean, truth is the universe. Yes. I do believe that the universe is perfect. We are the universe. Huh? Interesting segue here, Steph. I can feel that there's some truth in this, so let me see if I can make sense of it. So, so why do I what do I mean by the universe being perfect? Well I I know I completely trust its nature, the cycles of birth, death, destruction, creation, the drive for atoms and protons, and electrons to draw towards each other for further to create further complexity the amalgamation of cells that create matter and energy and infinite potential like i i trust I i there's nothing to change and there's there's so much going on and it's seemingly chaotic and yeah to me it's it's all perfect and and sure my human gets caught up in the micro and in the pain of the polarities which is a part of the nature of our universe but when I separate my emotions from triggering events, that emotion, it, it bubbles up and it heats, it hits this peak within me and it eventually just dissolves. And when that happens, I'm left with silence. I'm left with nothing. And within that silence, I'm able to experience within all my senses, the true nature, the pure perfection of I guess you could say physics, the the laws, the functions of our universe. And I know I can never change any of the pieces that my ego resists, and nor do I want to. My deep inner knowing has zero resistance, because they know that there's no need to change something that's already perfect. And I think this, this ties it back to the yin and yang theory for me. How yin cannot exist without the yang and vice versa. And both are opposing each other as well as constantly feeding each other. The nature exists in all polarities. Night, day, destruction, creation, pain, pleasure. They all exist together. And it's something that's so much greater than our ego, which is just a little piece of us this and i know this greatness is within us it's an intrinsic part of who we are and were and always will be hmm so if if we if this is how i believe the universe is and i truly believe that we are the universe then i guess what it, if i believe that i'm perfect then that would require that i believe that there is nothing to change And as I'm saying this out loud, what I realize is I don't have this expectation that perfection is only light. I am shifting my perspective that perfection is the dance of the light and the dark. And it doesn't have to be binary or polarized. And it's part of its nature. It's part of the nature of the universe to have this polarity. But... The, the umbrella, the consciousness of perfection doesn't have to have one or the other. It can have both. It can have the low vibration and the high vibration. I, I guess it's what I'm doing right now is I'm rewiring my the semantics that I hold around perfection. I'm shifting the expectation to knowing that if I within myself am able To accept my darkness, to validate my darkness, to allow my light to shine and then to allow myself to go from the highest high to the lowest low and to shift between looking in the mirror and loving who I see and admiring who I see to looking in the mirror and pulling up my tummy so that I can look a little bit more flat or zooming in on a pimple or a hair that isn't in a place that I want it. If I can shift between all of these things and still have love for myself and to not try to change myself and just allow myself to be in this natural way, then I'm being perfect. I'm embodying perfection. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know if I'm totally there with that. <laughs> I think this is the first time this has been said out loud. This really, this podcast really is kind of a stream of consciousness diary entry for me, but I kind of like it. It feels good. It feels good. I'll let you guys know if it's something that I stick with. Um, and actually, you know what? There, There is... Something within that too and sticking with something. We talked about it in um, my The Whispers of Crystal's Cults and Owning Your Authentic Self where Brett said that at some point in her life she um, didn't want, she felt guilty for changing her beliefs or her way of being because she said she was going to be one way and then she changed and she's no longer that way. I think there is this resistance in changing even if change is good in in our beliefs even if this shift of our belief system or our behaviors and habits is for the best there's this resistance of changing because there's this fear that we aren't being impeccable and consistent and dare I say perfect I'm I'm pretty sick of saying the word perfect I'm sure you guys get the gist here but it But doing, having that, holding that, it keeps us, it keeps us small. It keeps us from changing and having an evolution of what it means to be you. And I mean, we can resist change and aging all we want. Fact of the matter is, our cells are growing and our cells are dying every freaking second. We are growing and dying in every second. So we might as well just accept it and roll with it. And that's what I've had to do with my own spirituality. I've had to shift and change a lot of my belief systems and a lot of my, I guess, driving factors of what I thought it meant to be, quote unquote, good human, a a person who deserved to to go to heaven. Just this this idea that God is only perfect when it's light. And it's just not. And then also with the psychic gifts. I see this, I've seen this within myself and I've seen this within friends, clients, um, acquaintances who just if you know, they're just curious about Um, like the psychic stuff and I say to everyone because they all say oh that'd be so cool I wish I could be like that and I'm like you are we all are that is hearing that from somebody was that we are all capable of being psychic of tuning in to the whispers of consciousness and to pass on loved ones past lives, the the God, the Holy Spirit, whoever you want to call it. When I heard that we were all capable of reaching that place, it was this, it became this shed. It wasn't exactly a shattering of glass. It was more like I was growing out of old skin and shedding those old beliefs about myself. And wh- the more and more I did that, the more and more I realized that the voice inside my head. Isn't nonsense. It isn't just this wild and crazy imagination. It is actual truth. There's actual truth in what I hear and what I see and what I feel. And I, when I write it down and I reread it back to myself, I used to just feel ashamed and think like, "Who do you think you are? Like trying to be this wise and holy person?" But who did I think I was? I was a vessel. While I wasn't, and I'm not anywhere near enlightenment or, um, like, um, ascended master status. I had just opened myself up and well, every time I tune in, every time I asked to let go of everything I think I am and everything I think I'm not. I ask for Stephanie to step aside all my expectations, experiences, my personality, so that source, spirit, God, whoever can step through and I didn't have to be in this perfect state um, in order to hear that. I didn't have, I'd also don't have to be this non sinner, um, holy woman up in a tower, you know, never touching the sins of flesh. <laughs> That actually does tie me back to thinking about the Catholic religion and how I grew up, how there's this rhetoric that of all of us being born sinners and we're unworthy and um, we need to ask for forgiveness. And how could you ever claim to be like Jesus and be a channel for God or, oh, blasphemy if you believe that you are that close to God? No, no, no. You need you need to be a saint, a martyr, a human who embodies pure perfection and in, in order to hear God, like what? that's that's really not how it is. It's we are all, we are all God. We are all the universe. And if you can believe that, then and wrap your head around the concept that you aren't this small speck of dust that in fact, I, I mean, I've said this before, I love the quote, It's not that you are a drop in the ocean. You are the ocean in a drop. You are the universe embodied in one vessel that is experiencing itself again and again and again by other vessels, that other human beings walking around who are also God, who are also the universe. It kind of blows my mind when I try to talk about that, but I believe it with all my heart and I see it. And this label is not reserved for the few who are a pure of heart and, you know, perfect. <laughs> it's 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 how we all are. Even the person we perceive to be absolute scum, to be that that lowest vibrational sinner. Even they are God. And it the fact of the matter is that they're just disconnected. I mean why would you ever want to hurt yourself or hurt someone who adores you and loves you? You could only do that if you were disconnected from the knowing that we are all connected and we are all part of this one source frequency which has this quality of pulling us in, pulling us back to center, always pulling us home and always back to love and back to remembering our, our beauty and our true power. If you can shed all the layers of self disdain and disconnect and just take one step you don't have to you know take a massive leap just one step towards feeling that connection then you can also connect to this deeper cloud of knowledge that we call the akashic records the cloud or god if anything when i'm in my darkest. Moments. Um, thankfully, I have this really great habit of when I'm feeling low and dark. I spend a lot of time alone in silence. I do a lot of journaling, a lot of voice memos on my phone, and it's usually through those dark places that the wisdom and the 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 pure consciousness, the the perfect quote-unquote perfect God comes through and same with the sight I think a lot of us we well one we have this expectation that the sight looks like this like a movie or as as tangible and easy to see as the third dimension is but that's at least for me that's not how it is it's a lot more of it comes in as a memory it's it's a feeling that sometimes I see very specific images. But even then, the images are like holograms. It's like you look at it from one angle, it's there. From the other, it's gone. Or it's there for a second, for a split second, and then it's gone. And that's, I mean, you have to just equate yourself with a different dimension of seeing with your inner eye. It's not seeing with your eyes and your rods and your cones and using your physiology you're tapping into something entirely different from the tangible. And I think we all, and I know I've done this, is I've had this expectation of myself to be so sure of myself and to be so spot on and perfect every time. And what's happened is, I would do readings for people and I would have this expectation, oh, they're going to cry. They're going to know exactly what I'm talking about, this, that, this, that. And then some, and you know, that does happen and it feels good when that happens. But then there's a lot of times where it doesn't, or they don't feel comfortable sharing with me what resonates and what doesn't, or the mediumship is just not there. And it's, in the past, it's been devastating, but the more and more I do this, one, I realize that just because it didn't make sense to them at the time, a couple months later, they'll reach out to me. They'll be like, hey, you, you saw this and I'm seeing it now. What was that all about? What, what was it that my guide said to do when this XYZ happens? Or they'll say, hey, by the way, that person who came in um, when I asked you to show me my dad, it wasn't my dad. It was my godfather who recently died, and I just didn't have it in me to say anything because I felt so emotional. so there so there is validation after the fact. But yeah, sometimes there is just random shit that comes through, and I am done with being down on myself for not understanding because every time I started reading, I say, please let me step aside so that you can come through. I let go of everything that Stephanie is and isn't. So right then and there, I'm, le- I'm no longer putting it in my own hands. It's, and it's not up to me to understand. It's up to my client to understand and it's up to source, consciousness, spirit to come through and relay the messages through me. So for you, for yourself, if you are someone who wants to develop your psychic skills, let go of thinking you need to be one way or another. Let go of the desire to be perfect. Let go of your definition of perfection and make it a new one. Make it something different. And also let go of your comparisonitis It doesn't serve you. The perception is everything and the way that I perceive the world is going to be very different from the way that you do. Your gift might be sight, it might be sound, it might be um, literally anything. I know that you have it in you. I know that it's there. And just in life in general, if you're really hoping, you have this desire to start your own business or... Start your dream career or study your dream thing or go wherever you want to go, wherever you want, whatever you want to make out of your own life. If you're feeling a block, if you're feeling small while sitting within your dreams, then that might be a whisper that it's time to look at the perfectionism that you've placed on yourself and on your life. And the same goes for those of us who don't want to be here anymore. It doesn't have to be perfect. You don't have to do it all right. You just have to do. You just have to allow yourself to do what you aim for and to be as you are. The change will come, but I promise you it will be really, really difficult if you are shitting on yourself the entire time for not meeting an unrealistic standard. I really hope that this all made sense to you. I hope it resonated and I I hope I'm empowering you to take the next step in your life because I did and I only recently have stepped into my own power like over the past two two or three years. I've only I've only recently finally fully empowered myself to to believe that I can do the things that I want to do. And guess what? I'm still in it and I'm still struggling. (laughs) I still have that little perfection voice nagging at me, trying to make me stop doing things or change the things I'm doing. And I even, while I'm doing this podcast already, there's this little voice in the back of my head thinking, you're going to re-listen to this and you're not going to like it and you're going to have to scrap it and redo the whole thing or add all these things. It could take forever to edit it. You should just scrap it, do a different topic, do it on something that's a little bit easier, but I'm not going to do that. I probably am going to edit because there's a lot of silent moments <laughs> that you're not going to hear. Because I don't want you listening for a minute thinking, wait, where did she go? Is my phone off? Did I lose service here? <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm not going to keep this one in the archives. I'm going to let it out into the world in the hopes that it might help one person. And to me, that's enough. That's enough. So all of us together, let's repeat in our, you can say it out loud or in your mind. The goal is not Perfection. The goal is acceptance. There are so many reasons to not do it, whatever it may be for you. And I have a little exercise to leave you with, and maybe a little homework if you don't want to do it right now. But take a moment at some point, maybe now, maybe later, and close your eyes and think about what would your world look like if you never gave into the fear of truly being seen for who you are? What would your world look like if perfectionism didn't hold you back and you were unafraid to be seen as imperfect, as human? What would your life look like if you chose acceptance over perfectionism? Thank you so much for listening. I, I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you for holding space for me. And please go do the thing that your soul desires to do because we need you, especially now more than ever. We all need each other to take that next step towards more empowerment, more self-love, more external love, more empowering others and less victim mentality, less fear, less expectations. Alright, I'll be feeling your energy next week.